we had um, uh, we organized a breakfast with uh, media. So we decided to have, on a bi-weekly fashion, invite uh, various representatives of media for breakfast, uh, just to, to talk about the situation in the country, understand their position a little bit better, and have them understand us a little bit better, uh, in case some of that information might be helpful to them in, in their work. So I um, ended up helping with uh, funeral and similar arrangements in Krupa, and then I uh, came back to, uh, to Sarajevo on the following Monday. Um, on the way back from Krupa, I met, I went to Banja Luka, and, and I met with some people, um, uh, Serbs from Republika Srpska, Bosnians, uh, politicians, analysts, to talk about the situation in the country as well as the possibility of collaboration. Uh, we'll see where that will lead. Um, the next day, on, the th um, on Tuesday, we talked about um, with several groups of people about organizing protests. We are thinking about um, organizing protests, but to, to make them um, truly widespread. So we are talking to a lot of people, other organizations, to figure out the best way to handle that. Uh, also, on Tuesdays, we have um, our regular weekly meetings of the presidency of the coalition, coalition country, uh, the country. Uh, so that's an ongoing type of activities where we evaluate um, possibilities to expand, evaluate other people's, uh, other other uh, parties uh, wish to uh, come and talk to us. Um, the way to coordinate uh, basically our activities. Uh, what's, what characterized the past two weeks, I would say on the one hand, is the ability to uh, solidify our internal processes in the coalition, um, getting to the media with our uh, announcements, opinions, press releases on certain events in, in, in the country. And we have been successful a couple of, probably three occasions where we had an issue uh, we had a position on an issue, and the media actually covered us uh, rather well, I have to say. At the same time, I personally had probably uh, several, I have at least three, sometimes even four or more, uh, press releases uh, via Facebook, we send them to the media, and uh, more often than not, they, they publish those and more and more media outlets, which is really uh, very interesting now. Mm, I appeared in, in one of the, on one of the local uh, channels, privately owned, at a news uh, event for about 15 minutes. And um, I should say probably other than one of the major outlets I've been in all of them, we got uh, really good coverage from the portals. Had conversations with some people from the uh, from overseas. 
our activities in diaspora are picking up. Uh, there is some really renewed, or no, there's some interest in diaspora of all other parties suddenly, especially the major ones, um, which was not true in, in 18 when we started working with diaspora. Really interesting, you know, turn of events. And everybody actually is forgetting that we did that uh, a long time ago. And now suddenly they are rediscovering diaspora. And very occasionally somebody will say, wait a second, the Platform for Progress has been doing that forever. Uh, last Sunday had an interesting session uh, on electronic voting with some people from diaspora, from Austria, who are interested in understanding uh, all the issues surrounding electronic voting, anything other than paper-based voting, and more importantly here, accounting of the votes, that it's not a manual, but it's somehow automated, because at least in Bosnia and Herzegovina, the um, largest portion of, of fraud, really, when it comes to voting, comes from that segment where people actually are not trying to count, right, but are trying to figure out how to generate the number of votes that their party needs for some of the candidates either via, via making some of the ballots um, invalid or by introducing uh, the votes, the ballots that they prepare and just stuff them in the bag or whatever, but they, they have to come up to a certain um, degree of uh, quote-unquote support for their candidates. A lot of meetings that we have these days talking internally and externally uh, about some people who are who we think should join us and the strategy to get to them to, to really invite them. Uh, one a small I probably talked about it. There's a small party from the um, uh, west part of a uh, suburb to the west of Sarajevo, Elija, there's one party that's strong there that has uh, declared uh, and decided to join us and we are waiting um, for a few more um, to decide to join us, coalition um, the country and then we'll make a press release and press conference and then talk about it, have them sign the manifest a manifesto in front of the camera and then that's the official beginning of their alliance with us. Um, another significant event that happened these days is that um, in the parliament of the federation of Bosnia and Herzegovina, Federatia, one of the two entities, uh, we formed a club of the representatives. You know, every major party, their representatives form a club, like Democrats and, and caucus and Republican caucus. So now we have uh, four representatives in the parliament, in the in the house, the lower uh, uh, chamber. 
of the parliament that where all the laws um, get initiated. And there's the upper house. It's not equivalent to the Senate, but it's an upper house where the laws have to be enacted in the same way in order for the law to pass. And that one is uh, primarily for the protection of, of, of the vital national interest of each ethnic group. So now we have at least a club, uh, a caucus within the house of the parliament of the Federate uh, uh, Federation of Bosnia and Herzegovina. So that, that announcement has been uh, very substantial in a way. Yesterday, I went along with uh, one of our vice presidents, went to, the, to Banja Luka in Republika Srpska. Uh, this, this is a meeting of uh, 10 or so parties that are in, from the from Federation, from Federacja, that are going to participate in Republika Srpska elections in 2018 because they are uh, nationwide, right? So they are not just in Federacja, they are in all of, like us, in all of Bosnia and Herzegovina, and we decided to act together in that form, because there are different rules for Republika Srpska and the and Federacja when it comes to um, um, the parliaments, how they are structured, and uh, their representatives, or or, or members. So that meeting was actually tough because it was obvious that not all, not all parties are considered equal. Some of them are more equal than others and expected to have uh, a greater level of representation on the ballot. Um, and so it was a, a fight that wasn't really pleasant, but it once again demonstrated that there are very few parties or people in this country who have the best interests of the country on their mind. Um, and primarily, at least that is the feeling that I got, primarily they, they work for themselves. Uh, and in the process their party benefits, and even when they fight for the party, they're really fighting for themselves within the umbrella of their, their party. And sadly enough, it is obvious that all of them have put the interests of the party above the interests of the country, which is very um, concerning. Tomorrow we have another breakfast meeting with the with the media representatives. The last one was in one of the partners, coalition partners offices. This time it is going to be in our office. We'll see how many of them show up. Um, today in the country we have uh, Mr. Matthew Palmer, the representative of the U.S. government here to talk about the electoral law, along with Ms. Einhorst, who is the um, a representative of the European Union uh, on the same issue. And they are talking to our representatives, parliamentary uh, representatives of the parliamentary 
parties, those, those that are in the parliament of the federation, federation. They're going to have meetings in Neum. There was uh, one possibility that I could be invited as a, as a guest of, uh, of somebody who is a parliamentary uh, party, but I didn't want to use that uh, as a guest of that person to attend the meeting that was for somebody else, obviously not for somebody like me, so I didn't want to use that opportunity, even though I would have appreciated and welcomed the opportunity to express my thoughts to Mr. Palmer and, and Ms. Einhorst. Um, here a few days ago uh, was, or several weeks ago, or actually, no, last week, We had a visit from another U.S. Uh, representative, Ms. Samantha Power, who is, I think, heading the U.S. aid right now, and she came to look at the opportunities for U.S. aid's activities here, as well as the uh, the needs of the country. And she also had the opportunity to speak with all the uh, representatives of the government here at all levels. And it was an interesting visit. At the same time, what is happening in Ukraine somehow affects uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina because people are anxiously observing what is happening in Ukraine, thinking the following. If Russia invades Ukraine and nothing happens, there is no pushback, any meaningful, meaningful pushback or counteraction by the, by the European Union or the US, then it basically sends a signal to Russia and through them to Serbia to care to do a similar thing, perhaps in Bosnia-Herzegovina, to start some uh, forceful actions and um, people are really afraid here that uh, a non-action, no response to Russia's potential possible invasion of Ukraine would send a really bad signal uh, to Bosnia and Herzegovina, to the people of Bosnia and Herzegovina. So it is interesting. Uh, there are plenty of um, conspiracy theories here, uh, I said that I think the concept of conspiracy theory had to have been invented here in Bosnia-Herzegovina because we have one for every little thing. And uh, we also probably are the champions of jokes because no matter what happens in the world, there is a joke about it within 15 minutes of it happening. Um, We'll see. Everybody is concerned. Uh, whoever I talk to uh, talks about war, either to say I'm scared or there will be no war, to convince everybody else. But they are still talking about it. That's the first question in everybody's mind. Um, even though it is not talked about uh, in the media on that issue, uh, there is an issue of uh, arms. My anecdotal conversation with people, or conversations with 
people indicate that at least to some extent some people are concerned enough that they are acquiring weapons which is dangerous because there could be a spark by somebody who is agitated somebody who is angry at something who can do something and the bad guys so you can use that as a pretense to do something else um, the situation is really 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 not good at all and if the United States or the European Union, if they are serious at all about trying to solve the situation, and I think they should be because this is part of Europe and it cannot be a local, a local cleanly separated from the rest of the conflict. It cannot be. It's going to have affect everybody else. And if you're not, if the United Nations, you know, if the United States and the European Union don't act really, really strongly, forcefully, both in Ukraine and here in Bosnia Herzegovina, I am beginning to think that this is going to spell a long-term trouble for Europe and potentially for the whole world because the bad guys will get the message that there is no deterrent, that there is no will on the, on the side of the good guys to really protect or defend those who said they will abide by the rules and, and accept certain way of being in the world and participate with the uh, developed world in economy, social activities, whatever, except uh, all the resolutions regarding human rights and so on, except the borders. And uh, hopefully one day Bosnia-Herzegovina will, will be able to join both NATO and, and the EU. Um, if you add COVID-19 to that, that is still roaming these streets, the Omicron version, uh, almost unchecked, with a large number of people affected, then you get a sense of pretty desperate situation. Um, my, uh, when somebody asked me what to do, I said, well, with these four, we, we as politicians are doing everything we can, at least some others are doing everything they can to cause the trouble. and cause uh, uh, almost certain uh, quite quote unquote almost certain conflict so that they can send a message to their quote unquote constituency or constituencies that they are the ones who will defend them and that is really the marketing message that is the campaign message and it's almost as if the campaign has replaced a real life, real political life or social life uh, with an all-encompassing message of security or lack or, or, or the lack of it. Uh, anyway, uh, we are we in Platform for Purpose are, are really happy with uh, uh, what is happening within the platform for progress. We are getting back to our feet. We are 
solidifying your more present in the media and defining your more more aggressive uh, we'll work on our program, establish organization, internal organization for the elections. Uh, we need to start working more and harder you know, in, in local communities. That is something that remains to be concerned. But um, also we need to find the best way to balance our activities with our participation in the coalition country. The country, um, a lot of work ahead of us. But we are trying to establish the framework that will address the issue both further internal development and uh, coalition establishing coalition processes on the one hand and uh, on the other uh, working on the campaign establishing our position expanding the co coalition and um, learning how to swim in these really treacherous political waters the very muddy and we are trying to stay clean but swim at the same time <laughs> that's it i think well i i got so many questions and i know you're short on time i'm just i just want to follow up with the ukraine issue because what i find interesting is that there is no reporting about the trickle down if nothing is done by the U.S., U.N., European Union in Ukraine and how it could impact much of Europe, including Bosnia and Herzegovina. And I, one, it would seem like the, there should be more information out about what could potentially happen as what happens in the Ukraine. But is there, I also sense this, oh, it's just Bosnia. Why would Russia have any any want or influence in Bosnia? I don't know. I, I, I'm looking for guidance from you as to what could be the mindset. Well, I'm guessing, just like you would be guessing or anybody else on this matter, but it, this is what it looks to me. Uh, Mr. Putin has, in the absence of really forceful Western action thus far, has uh, rebuilt his armed forces and has become uh, again a power player. Right? It was allowed. They were on the knees at some point. Um, the industry was in shambles. The economy was in shambles. The army was the uh, the morale wasn't great. Um, um, the Soviet Union disintegrated. But now. They basically uh, found their footing because nobody wanted to punch them down. Not, I mean, literally, no invasion or anything. But was allowed to come back into the the top echelon of the countries by being invited to everything and giving them the due respect, even though at some point it was hardly justified. But right now they use that as an opportunity. They became the power player again, and you can see them anywhere. From Africa to Middle East, to they are there present. Uh, it seems clear or obvious that Mr. Putin has decided to be the superpower, that the Russia should be the superpower, and um, that he is responsible for it. And 
he's following the, the Cuba uh, example, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Remember, in the United States said, not too close to us, buddy, you cannot. This is our interest zone. Move those. There was Khrushchev at that point. Move those nuclear missiles from Cuba. So Jordan says, no, isn't it the same thing here? Ukraine is so close to us, that's our interest zone, used to be part of the Soviet Union. Why would you be here? And I think he's trying to make the West, first of all, don't go any further with the NATO expansion. And second, he would like to roll back some of those things. You remember the countries that were in the Warsaw Pact, they, uh, behind the Iron Curtain, like Romania, like Bulgaria. Um, you would like those to, to be kicked out of uh, NATO. Not so much European Union, because they are there as well, but the NATO, because they are also too close to their territory there should be protection buffer zone and um, in that sense it is even though Yugoslavia has never been a member of the European of the, the Warsaw Pact or behind the Iron Curtain he would like to bring in there now Serbia and then Montenegro and then, if possible, Bosnia as well. And with that, has access to the Adriatic coast, to Montenegro, Bosnia. Interesting. Uh, it's not far-fetched. Uh, just the idea of, let me recreate the division lines and our influence, now as Russia, but not as Soviet Union. He's probably looking at um, those countries that used to be part of the Soviet Union, and then were left go to find a way to economically, if not politically, influence them or uh, decide on their fate. And in that scenario, according to that scenario, their interest in, in Bosnia and Herzegovina and Serbia and Montenegro is, is, is um, a reasonable assumption. It may be. It may be that he doesn't believe he's gonna get all of that. But the further he sets the goals, the more he may accomplish. And at the same time, if nothing else, he will just cause a trouble for the United States here in the European Union, and therefore they will be uh, distracted from doing something else or will not be will, will not be paying full attention to something else their attention will be divided or whatever but i do believe that bosnia herzegovina is not so insignificant anymore in the context of russia's renewed aspirations uh, every country in europe makes sense uh, is at stake is in, is in play and therefore bosnia herzegovina as well I know you've got to go. I've got so many questions, but we'll take yeah, up with them. We get a few more, and then I'll tell, I'll tell them to wait. Oh, so, okay. Well, one, yeah, the one one of them specifically. You had mentioned this formation of the club 
in the House, in the Parliament. Just the significance of that for the platform and the coalition moving forward. You know, so we are suddenly a parliamentary coalition or all parties within the coalition. Therefore, we have influence on, on laws and legislations that will be passed in the in our parliament. Now, even if we are not part of the majority, let's say, even if they don't need our votes, still we have the right to offer uh, amendments to the uh, to the proposed laws for changes if if it ever gets to that point or electoral law. And so by doing that, we are we are significant. The other way is uh, four of them is not a small number, and it might be that sometimes if there is a possibility of change of leadership or majority, and if they need our votes, we suddenly become majority. And if that happens, then we have a possibility to influence uh, the future of the, at least this entity, uh, if not the whole country, but this entity is larger than the other economically and in terms of the number of people and in terms of the uh, roughly surface, um, the area. So it, it is very important uh, from not being asked anything regarding the issues of the country, suddenly to becoming a player is an important uh, achievement. And you mentioned the discussions regarding electronic voting again with diaspora and what was it, Austria, I believe you said. Is there any way that that could, if something would come about to have electronic voting by the October elections, or is it just not feasible for this year? It'll be very hard. Uh, I, because they, they would all want to have a pilot. And I think what's realistic is possibly scanning of the paper ballots rather than outright electoral, uh, electronic voting, which could be for the, the local elections in 24, 2024. We'll see. Now, it is an issue that we talk about all the time. If there's one issue that we are recognized for, that is the issue of electronic voting and scanning. Uh, now the second issue is, is the diaspora. We are probably we talk more about it than anybody else. If we paid attention to it, to it more than anybody, more than anybody else. And I think that um, I just hope that somebody's going to recognize the importance of electronic record, electronic voting when it comes to elections in, in Bosnia and Herzegovina, because it is. It is so important, and I don't believe that it's ever going to we will see any change. We will ever get any change unless there is electronic voting record where people can actually freely express their opinion and vote according to, to their preferences rather than being forced to vote in a certain way. And you'd also, just one other quick one, you had mentioned earlier in the discussion about uh, possible protests countrywide, those would they be similar to the, the walks you did in 2018 or would they be different? Um, don't know anything now. The, uh, it would, we, don't, we don't really know. We will have to 
figure out first of all those who will help us uh, participate with us in this process and then we'll come up with the best way of, of doing it and um, how spread out that would be and what is the most effective plus the issues of the day are changing what was important yesterday might not be important today and you clearly have to have clear demands but we'll see but i'm glad that we've started that process again